Welcome back to Unless You Ask with me, Kevin Chung. Today with me is writer, dog mother, and birthday queen, Fatima Liakot. Thank you. Um, can I just ask why I was the birthday queen? <laughs> well, yes, last weekend was your birthday. Am I wrong? Yeah, but that just makes me the queen of birthdays now. <laughs> <laughs> well, having a birthday makes you the queen or king. <laughs> well, I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. And okay. if our listeners were detecting sort of like a birthday energy, that's oh, why. Right. right. How, how was your birthday last weekend? It was pretty chill. I mean, in quarantine, yeah. Even your birthday is just another day. Yeah. <laughs> like Kyle and I played D&D and just like ate food and watched TV. And it was like, well, we just do this like every weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully once uh, things are more open and you're, you're vaccinated, you can celebrate some other way. Right. Because <laughs> everyone seems to think vaccination is like a hall pass. Like you can do whatever the fuck <laughs> you want now, which is kind of scary. But yeah, that's true. That you is can't stop anybody. <laughs> well, hopefully you can do more than you can do now. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So for to give some context for the, uh, the listeners at home, how do you and I know each other, Fatima? We know each other because I, uh, my partner is your best friend. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll, I'll speak for mark? him. <laughs> he, yes. he considers you his best friend, but I've never yes, really yes. checked in with you about that. <laughs> so I guess no, you no, can no. clarify. It's, it's mutual. It is mutual. <laughs> awesome. And um... uh, yeah, I don't. I'm trying to remember when we first met, but I feel like now we've known each other for almost as long as you and Kyle have been dating. Yeah, right. I think yeah, so. Because I, I mean, I met you while you were in LA for sure. So really, I thought yeah. we met for the first time in the bay area for like a thanksgiving thing oh maybe yeah that's that's that might be that's how i remember meeting you was what like i was staying at kyle's parents house and then that was intimidating enough for like the holidays (laughs) and then the next day all of kyle's like best buds come over (laughs) to have like a meal and like stress me out because i'm like shit now i have to like definitely yeah, literally like project. 18 people or something yeah <laughs> like like everyone kyle's ever known in his life is yeah. at his house the day after thanksgiving <laughs> so that's a big that's a big day yeah and right, i well, it's so funny you like kevin's taking improv classes for anyone <laughs> that didn't know that and um when i first met you i remember thinking yeah you are definitely funny like kyle is and i was like surprised <laughs> oh, wow. because it's like it's not necessarily something um people talk about with you but i was like oh yeah like kevin's really funny i feel like my my stick uh not to get too sidetracked but my stick is mostly that people don't if they meet me for the first time they don't think that i'm gonna be funny because because <laughs> a lot of the times i'm like just serious and like monotone and mm-hmm. especially in like a work context mm-hmm. so if that like kind of bland person comes up with some like yeah bizarro like off off the the yeah. uh, deep end stuff like they they find it funnier because it's coming from this sort of person definitely i think your voice has a lot to do with the low expectations <laughs> like the i'm delivery, still like yeah yeah exactly but it, it works so well i feel like yeah because there's no pressure then like no one's like this guy's gonna like you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah i that's I appreciate that. I have leaned into it over time. I gotta say. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah. It's kind of like um, I'm gonna hopefully say his name somewhat right. Richard Ayoade, the mm-hmm. guy from 
IT crowd. Like he's very monotone, oh. so you don't really expect him to be that funny. Mm-hmm. But then, like, he is. Really then he funny. says he says some wild stuff. And you're yes. Like, oh wow. Exactly. <laughs> but like he, his expression and his enthusiasm level never changes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, so that's how we awesome. know each other. Yes. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Unless you ask, the premise is basically for me to talk to people I know about things that they're interested in. Um, so I always ask the guests to come up with a, a topic, uh, really letting them drive the direction of the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that in mind, what did you choose or what would you like to talk about mm-hmm. today? I chose Netflix because I feel like streaming services are obviously like a topic in the quarantine since we've all kind of Yes. Like stop going to theaters and really like uh, realized how streaming services are the future. And mm-hmm. also as like someone working in the industry, as like wanting to break in as a writer and director, I feel like there are some things about Netflix and like streaming services that I feel are wins and also losses that are would mm-hmm. be interesting to discuss. Personally, Netflix has a like sweet spot in my heart because um, growing up, like I have four older siblings and two, mm-hmm. two parents, all of whom love to watch TV. So basically I never got to pick what to watch, but in, huh. <laughs> in uh, high school, when I got a laptop, I just had a Netflix sub- subscription so I could like finally decide what I want to watch. And like Netflix always had like very interesting things. Like at the time they didn't like, they had all these like really cheesy, bad American movies that they could like buy the rights to. But also mm-hmm. they had like lots of stuff that would be in festivals, like Sundance would sell like big movies to them. So you could watch Sundance stuff. And also they had a lot of international movies. Um, so it was like, uh, like you could find hidden gems in Netflix even back in the day. Like obviously now everybody knows that you can, but like it was always yeah. kind of my preferred way of watching stuff. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When so when do you remember like about how old you were when you first started watching things on Netflix? Yeah, I was like in middle school going into high school. So like 14, 15 is when I started watching it. And I watched a lot of like coming of age stuff, like mm-hmm. especially with girl, like a lot of girls coming of age stories that I felt like really weren't like in the mainstream. Like there's this British movie called Fish Tank. Um, and then there's like this Australian movie called uh, Somersault and this Portuguese movie called Adrift and then this American movie about a queer young black girl named uh, Pariah so like stuff like that was like the things I was watching that definitely weren't like these weren't the movies being released in the theaters this was not like on TV so like they've always been good at like niche stuff right Yeah. yeah finding things that like especially at that age i i don't think that i was watching netflix until i college maybe maybe even right. after but but yeah i i probably would have uh, found things i was more interested did in. did you have a tv in your room growing up not in my room no it was only but we didn't have kate like uh, the full set of cable so like i didn't have like nickelodeon or cartoon network i had like the the basic like 13 channels or whatever oh. so um, how are you watching stuff i was watching like the wb and like uh so it it had like Oh shaolin showdown those like cartoon shows and then i i watched uh like some sports but that's basically it <laughs> like there's not that much 
Interesting. Uh, so you weren't even watching when I was that in much high TV. School. Yeah. I guess not. I was on the internet though, so yeah. it's like substituting one screen for another. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah. sweet. Um, so you mentioned some of those those uh, things that you watched at a young age. Mm-hmm. What are do you want to like dive into any uh, any series or movies that like stand out when you were first getting into Netflix that like made you want to like keep mm-hmm. exploring what's on the platform or like what you know what else is out there yeah i would say so i grew up in utah so i was aware of uh, sundance but like mm. it's really expensive to like go to sundance yeah. so yeah pariah the one of the movies i mentioned was the thing that really got me into watching stuff on netflix because as i said it was a coming of age story and it was about being uh, like a girl being queer and kind of coming to terms with that and her family dynamics so at mm. the time i was like wow like and it, it was handled in a very sensitive, not like super salacious way, which I feel like yeah. was kind of the the way to do it back then, like Degrassi and like 90210. Mm-hmm. Whenever there was a queer character, it was like, watch these two people make out and then like have yeah. no emotional depth to this relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that like really surprised me. And like, I really did feel like there was no other way I could watch this movie. Like I'm not spending like $25 for a ticket to go to like a right. festival so yeah uh right. i guess that was it that was the one yeah um and then do you feel like you mentioned that you're you're like writing i know that you mm-hmm. and and kyle are working on things you don't have to spoil anything that you're working on <laughs> but I, i'm curious do you feel like anything that you watched on netflix sort of influenced that interest yeah i think that i think the biggest thing is that streaming services and specifically netflix allowed young adult stuff to be more realistic and gritty and like more more true to what some you know um young adults go through so what we actually you know one of the pilots we are we worked on and that's getting attention and like got us into a fellowship is about these young like this young rap collective with that are very diverse like they have um they're like pretty queer within the group but like in different like representations of that and mm-hmm. i think that it's like we're able to write something that feels true and not like over the top and kind of make their identities like weave into their stories and i feel like that isn't really possible on like broadcast currently like i feel yeah. like if it's about you know like you know someone who has a Mexican family, then it has to be all these stereotypes and tropes like weaved into that. It's like, you can't just the George be like, Lopez show. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like broadcast television is like still struggling with like not making it super ham fisted. And I feel like streaming services are doing that pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, thinking a little bit about, TV versus uh, versus streaming services. You mentioned mm-hmm. uh, some differences. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the the future is kind of for TV to more like disappear and slowly be replaced by streaming services? Yeah, that that's an interesting question because I feel like it just I guess the consumer decides that in a way because it's like sure. I feel like it will kind of be like record players. Like some people are going to be like people who like their TV and want to pay for cable and want to watch commercials. Like Kyle literally sometimes (laughs) is like, I I enjoy watching stuff 
like you know with commercials and i'm like yeah that's not at all something i think about but like that is people's experience when they watch tv right and with streaming services that's less true like people are going to be nostalgic about stuff but i think Mm -hmm. definitely the studios know that streaming is the future and have like adapted and now every studio has like you know there's peacock and there's hulu and there's disney plus uh hbo max like they know that this is kind of where the audience is because it's more convenient you're mm-hmm. not beholden to only make stuff that advertisers want you to make or like are okay with yeah. people have more you know creative liberty like you don't have to deal with the fcc like i've for many reasons like streaming is here to stay like this is the future of watching and especially we've seen this year movies can do really well on streaming services and you don't have to deal with theaters like you don't have to pay them a cut people will still watch the movies right like that's like the big fear right like are are the movies still gonna do as well and it's like yeah like we the you know wonder woman still did numbers and like um rias did still like did pretty well and it's like you have more like listening to creators in the industry they they express that with streaming services there's a lot more leeway and you have a lot more creative power because again they trust you to make what you're good at making like again when mm-hmm. you're appealing to a niche market versus all of america right like yeah. 18 18 to 48 or whatever when when you're doing that yeah. you're c- coming up with like the blandest like least interesting product you can come up with and it's like with streaming it's like they're like no we need you to reach this market and if you do well in this we'll give you another job so it's like yeah so yeah, I, I actually am not super familiar with how uh, Netflix is involved with reim- like reimbursing the creators. So right. I'm cur- I, I don't know how much you know um, about that, but I, I would be interested to talk about like, I know you probably get paid to some degree on like number of streams. I don't know if that's how it works or like if the creative process is something that happens like totally before it gets to the Netflix distribution portion and, and that's sort of like... Uh, Right. They're so, not involved until the end. I, don't I know. guess I can only like talk about it generally because yeah, people like it's the industry is very confusing. Like there's no like standard that everybody yeah. knows. And like, you know, at least from my perspective, but I would say so, you know, when you're like, let's say when you're a writer, you get paid an upfront. Sorry, not upfront. You get you're getting paid like, you know, your weekly minimum and then you get paid more for if you write an episode or like, mm-hmm. You know, if you write a couple episodes, you'll go get paid for each episode that you write. But with mm-hmm. Netflix, you're not going to get any points on the back end. So like when people watch it, you're not actually getting money for how many times this is streamed, mm. how well this did versus the when studios put like, let's say like there's a show on ABC that then goes to Hulu afterwards for streaming or like yep. Disney Plus, those creators are still going to get points on the back end. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. So it, it sounds like... Uh even though um, all the sort of attention and potentially a lot of the money in people's like at home entertainment is shifting towards these streaming services in at least the case of Netflix, that Mm -hmm. doesn't correspond with a shift towards like a lot more money going towards the creators. And maybe part of it is like on Netflix that uh, the number of creators is like way more than than, than on the like number of writers that you needed to support like a week of television shows yeah um, they're making more content than hulu and apple tv and mm-hmm. hbo 
max combined. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. An interesting thing I found out was Amazon Prime is actually making the most content, but because oh, it's interesting. like it's a lot of I think acquiring movies, and also their content isn't as well rated at Netflix as Netflix. Yeah. So not most people are going to be watching more Netflix, but Amazon has more content, which makes sense because they have so much money to pull from, so they right. can just buy the rights to a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's a lot less like Amazon Prime Originals, but they might have like the rights. I find myself yeah. oftentimes like, oh, I, I can't find anywhere to stream this. So mm -hmm. I guess we have to like rent it on Amazon for $3 exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting. I, I don't know if like this has recently changed or not, but the most recent thing I read about Netflix is that their, their way of making money is very interesting is like, they are counting on pretty much everyone who has an like internet connection to buy a membership and be, you know, be subscribed to Netflix for like for the rest of their life. Like that's yeah. their that's yeah. their business model. So they're constantly churning out shows because all they want is for you to subscribe, like to hear about a show. Like let's say you're not subscribed to Netflix. And you hear about something that is so specific that you have an yeah. interest in that you're like, okay, I got to watch this. And then mm -hmm. from then on, they'll keep like the algorithm will keep fixating on the things you like and keep showing that to you so that you right. just stay subscribed. And so it's like, that's why you're seeing such like specific shows. Like I keep seeing <laughs> yeah. what's what Netflix keeps showing me, showing me is like these like Indian marriage shows or like oh, yeah. these wedding shows. And I'm like, yeah, like they keep, churning them out because they're like Fatima likes this so she's gonna <laughs> pay for this you know premium membership every month if we have one show that she wants to watch right like <laughs> even for one show you're gonna subscribe because nobody else is gonna make that content for you especially yeah especially now when like we don't have anything to do <laughs> like you could your your uh, demand for uh, all these shows is quite large I yeah. I will say I also uh have watched uh, Indian matchmaking shows on Netflix. Yeah. So <laughs> you're not alone in those uh, recommendations, I guess. It's wild. I th I never thought I'd see the day where like Americans are making an Indian matchmaking show, and like yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm proud of my people for making it this far. <laughs> like it's a insane. show that like has a pretty broad. I mean, I I guess I I have no idea nationwide, but like a lot of people yeah. i know watch indian matchmaking no it's, it's truly crazy like when they show top 10 in the u.s i'm like really like people yeah. are interested in this like yeah and that's like really the beauty of netflix like uh, like going back to my point of like why i'm like such a like netflix stan you know when i moved to la to be a writer director like they said everyone was giving me the advice like only marvel movies are being made only these big blockbuster movies are yeah. being made and unless you're willing to do that you should pivot to literally at the time they said YouTube. Like remember when mm. YouTube Red was a thing, and now I think it's just YouTube <laughs> Premium. But yeah, YouTube I get Red YouTube was trying to ads all the time. Yeah, they were trying to make TV shows with like these popular YouTubers that right. everyone in the industry was like, "This is the newest thing." Like you'll never like indie movies are dead. You're never gonna make any money off that. You if you want a career, go mm. into YouTube. Yeah. Or like you know make your own web series. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And. Um, <laughs> Like it's changed so much. And that was like, what, five years ago? Yeah. And like with the boom of like the streaming services, all of a sudden, oh, you have a very specific story you want to tell that like you would think nobody cares about. Well, actually we have an audience right here for you. Yeah. As long as you can make it, we'll guarantee that 
it's going to be successful with at least this group right right yeah it's getting like more and more niche like my everyone's individual experience on netflix is so different i mean there's certain shows it seems like that kind of capture like a lot of people's attention maybe they get talked about a little more but for the most part like i i what i watch on netflix is probably like very different from most people right (laughs) uh and what are you getting advertised kevin adjusting uh well i watch anime so uh there's some anime on netflix that get advertised but Mm -hmm. the the main thing actually for me is that and and this is maybe something to talk about there i i don't pay for my own netflix so like i share i'm logged into Mm -hmm. elisa's account and our suggestions are this weird amalgamation of things that both of us watch separately so you know you guys can add a user right (laughs) i think we're at the limit you don't have to live like this kevin (laughs) get your own suggestions get your own ai bot like trying to figure out kevin (laughs) i was i was on i had my own user on a separate account uh not to out myself to netflix but i i i was on like uh my brothers and and then i i this has happened a few times but like if too many people are using it simultaneously then we one person will like have to get kicked out right. and basically i got kicked out and i have asked him for the password too many times so i felt bad so i just used the leases mm-hmm. <laughs> if i'm sure that my brother will listen to this show and <laughs> but i i really should have paid him you know <laughs> yeah somebody yeah. was watching all these like interesting things on hbo max and they're still watching it like i don't know who it is but you don't know who it is so no. someone has access to your account yeah and we okay. think it's like uh, we stayed in a rental for a month once and i think <laughs> we just never logged out so like that one rental gets to enjoy our hbo max which is That's it's funny. fine yeah yeah they, they probably assume it comes with it <laughs> exactly they're like oh we don't know about this <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, we've been going for a little over 20 minutes, so why don't we take a little break and then uh, come back, talk a little more about some shows that you like. Okay. Sound good? Yep. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we just took a little quick break, but we're back now. Um, I want to mention that right before we started recording, uh, Kyle brought in a bunch of snacks for you to eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we, we definitely need to mention that because that wouldn't have happened unless someone was around to witness it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. He was being thoughtful. He was trying to sabotage the audio quality. He was bringing <laughs> yeah. in a bunch of crunchy. You know why he wants his his episode to be the like most like well liked, like, most played. Uh, so he's sabotaging my episode. <laughs> well, you were a professional. You you haven't been eating them on mic, so <laughs> I resisted the temptation. You know. <laughs> so we're good. Um, cool. So yeah, we, we we've talked a lot about uh, what kind of separates Netflix and the and television a little bit. I'm curious now, uh, because I'm sure that so many of our listeners have Netflix subscriptions and mm-hmm. are are gonna listen to Netflix or watch Netflix like probably within the next twenty four hours. Uh right. what are some shows that you're excited about or that you're into? It can be from now or, you know, the past. Yeah, there's there's honestly so many good ones. Yeah. I think I would <laughs> 
I'll just mention the ones I've recently watched sure. because there's a lot of uh, not so great quality stuff on Netflix, Absolutely. but also a lot of good stuff. Yeah, huge, yeah. huge range. <laughs> Definitely. Um, have you have you seen? Uh, I think you should leave. No, by, I have not. T- yeah, so it's a sketch show by Tim Robinson. Okay. Um, and. It's called I Think You Should Leave because it's like all the sketches are about be- someone getting into a cringy situation where you just want the other person to disappear because it's so cringe. Yeah. And it's like because of that, it's kind of hard to get into. Like the first episode, I was so uncomfortable. I was yeah. like, oh, like, I don't want to watch this. Like I feel so icky. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> then you get used to it. You're like, okay, like th- every sketch is going to be like this. <laughs> and you kind of like go along with the for the ride. And it's like. It's really, really funny. It's literally one of my favorite shows ever. Once you get and I'm like, used this... to that. <laughs> yeah. No, literally everyone, once they watched the first like 10 minutes, was like, why are you watching this? Yeah. Like, this is just secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, it's like, it's a vibe. You get, you get into it. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so that that's really good. And I also think that's like something that wouldn't do well on like Comedy Central. Yeah. Because it's too weird. But yeah. I, I feel like. You know, on Netflix, you can just throw something out there and be like, let's see how this will be. <laughs> right. So, and now I feel like it's a classic. Like, I just saw a tweet about it that, like, you know, there's so many quotable quotable mo- moments from that show. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm I'm appreciative that, like, there are other people that, like, will will go through that cringe yeah. phase, but also to, to get to the good stuff. Yeah, that's that's kind of a weird, uh, not a weird, but like a, a side effect of there being a little bit more niche uh, Netflix shows is that there's mm-hmm. like more, the communities around them are also like more passionate sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> yeah, so I could imagine the people in that show just like becoming immune to like cringy stuff in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it? Yeah, I feel like that's like totally... Uh, circumstance of like being on the internet a lot is like yeah when you see someone like being cringy and like taking a lot of selfies of themselves like mm-hmm. i feel like that used to be such a topic like oh my god the people that have a selfie stake and are so <laughs> self-obsessed yeah and now it's like everyone's that like if you're not if you didn't take a selfie in the location were you even there <laughs> so, so we're all just getting used getting to the used cringiness to wow of yeah. yeah that's that's a good observation <laughs> um is there anything yeah. else that you've been uh into yeah We've watched. We recently watched Sweet Home, which is like a Korean zombie TV show. Yes. Um. How would you've seen it? No. Kyle mentioned this to me when we talked. I think off mic, so it hasn't come up in the podcast. But yeah, I would love to hear about it. I don't remember. So it it's like really fun because it's like it's contained to like a apartment building in Korea. Okay. And so like that's where the whole show is taking place, but you what's really solid and amazing about that show is all the characters like you really get to know the cast so well and everybody seems like they have a really flushed out like Mm. backstory and they like feel like a person that you would be stuck in a building with (laughs) like (laughs) everybody has like their quirks and the a reason why they would be a bad neighbor yeah (laughs) but like you really get to love all of them and it's like it's it's really like you you go through that experience of what would it be like to be stuck with these people like yeah. you know at first you have all these assumptions and you think you know everybody and what they're like and as you go through like people grow and develop and like you know there's a zombie apocalypse going on so like they're being challenged right mm-hmm. so like when people are challenged is when you really get to either evolve and like become better 
or like just wallow in self pity <laughs> and like and that's kind of what the show is about is that choice of like hmm. are you gonna just be like despairing of your situation or are you gonna like rise to the challenge and it's like really fun to see these characters do both <laughs> yeah so they're they're so, stuck inside because of the zombies basically yeah the so zombies are outside they do leak inside okay <laughs> it's but it's incredibly interesting how easy it is to keep them outside they have like just like this like little bar you know those you know how when people close up shop they have yes. those like bar things sure. i don't know what they're called yeah yeah so basically they have that and that's keeping out like big fucking monsters <laughs> out and i'm like well this seems easy jesus christ get your <laughs> snacks together and stay the fucking inside but it gets more complicated than that you would just think everyone's like cool we'll just not open that up but yeah no. i mean they have to go outside to get something right <laughs> yeah know, exactly themselves yeah but exactly yeah, so they, they run into issues but um yeah it's really fun and like it plays with all the zombie tropes that we know but mm -hmm. it like it just makes them fun like the 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 parts where you kind of know how things are going to go or you can see how this yeah. can be trouble it's still so fun to watch because it's like your favorite character mm -hmm. coming across this problem that you knew they were going to have to come across like it's just <laughs> it's just really fun and i think it's like it's all about the characters to me like mm -hmm. it's like the zombie stuff is like routine zombie stuff yeah but like the the characters are so lovable in their own ways that it's like yeah, it's like kind of like if you're like, I don't know, your best friend or an actor you admire, like went through a zombie apocalypse, like what would they do? Yeah, yeah, you really can think like a lot of shows use like an audience surrogate to try to like put uh, these ridiculous situations in like mm -hmm. something in terms of something you can imagine for yourself. But this sounds like you could imagine yourself just being with any of these people, which sounds kind of yeah. nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. Does and there's no one overly terrible that's just like the bad guy yeah or like no one <laughs> yeah. overly nice that's just the good guy you know right right um yeah. does it resonate anymore because like we're kind of stuck inside <laughs> does that change your viewing of it yes it does resonate that sometimes people do things that are against their best interest i'm like <laughs> seems straightforward but people will fuck it up yeah so. totally. that's yeah i i, I hear you there <laughs> exactly i feel like we can all kind of relate to that yeah um there yeah. there is something nice about watching a show that somewhat mirrors your your current situation like i i had never seen the shining and the first time mm -hmm. that it's sh snowed here uh we watched it and like because it's like snow plays a big role in that movie and uh it made it a much more positive viewing experience than if i had just like watched it in the middle of the day or something <laughs> Did yeah. did Elise lock herself in the bathroom afterwards? <laughs> no, she's seen it before, so it wasn't as scary for her. Oh, okay. Normally, so normally my my fear like uh, fear and movie tolerance is pretty high, but th mm -hmm. this one this one was good. It was like it didn't make it too. I, I don't know. I was I was a little scared. <laughs> Were, was it like to me the scariest part or the grossest part is all like that huge blood wave coming through oh yeah the hallway. yeah that that was more so i most listeners maybe will know that i'm colorblind that that made that part a lot more tolerable i think because oh, okay. it is it is scary but it's not like this like red like vibrant scary thing i, mm -hmm. I guess it's like it's just like a liquid it could have been like oil you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah which it pro obviously probably right. was just actually just special effects not even any real liquid yes but yeah. yes 
Interesting. These are these are yes. good suggestions. I feel like people will really appreciate uh, <laughs> that they might have something to go watch after, like because they everyone Yay. just needs something. But yeah, do you do you have yeah. any, or go ahead? Sorry. I do. One of my favorite rom com. These are like I did really pick my favorite stuff. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite rom coms of all times is on Netflix. It's called Set It Up, and it's about oh. two personal assistants to these very high strung, high power people and they are trying to get them to be less annoying in type a <laughs> so they set their bosses up with each other and lucy lou's in it and lucy lou doesn't miss like yeah. she's just <laughs> perfection on screen like everything she does it's like i just like it because you're in it like yeah. charlie's angels i watched so many times for lucy lou so <laughs> hell yeah she's just amazing i've seen that movie like three times already and so the interesting part is the two leads are white but yes they're actually fun to watch and you're not like oh another <laughs> white person right yep. in like a rom-com scenario because it's like they seem like actually down to earth well written like mm -hmm. what would you know so, like a executive assistant really be like what would yeah. their interest be what would they complain about and yeah. it's like kyle and i can relate because we've both been assistants to like you know just very uh particular people sure so, <laughs> yeah and i think it, it was cute because it was like a lot of millennials can probably relate to being in a job that you hate but you would never quit because it's for your career <laughs> totally so, yeah that one's pretty cute oh man yeah I've, I've seen lots of uh ads for that or i don't know trailer for that mm -hmm. that's that's one thing we talked a little bit about the uh like recommendation algorithm mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. and <laughs> i think what what's interesting is that what's pushing the, the most Netflix recommendations for me is actually not on Netflix, but it's on YouTube. So the reason I bring this up is that I watched like a, we d we're trying to decide what to watch, right? So I'm watching trailers mm -hmm. for things on Netflix, on YouTube. I'm sure I watched the trailer for Set It Up um, and that's probably where I saw it. And then, right. but then uh, YouTube is just showing me like a million more Netflix trailers and it's like, well, it's a trailer. Mm -hmm. So like I might as well watch it. So that, that's definitely, <laughs> Uh, the pipeline for me. I don't know if you've had any experience like that, but yeah, it's interesting. So I am really aware of the algorithms for like Instagram, YouTube, yeah. and the streaming services because it's like you can, like, if you pay attention, you can see like how obviously they work. So like, once in a while, I'll just like go on Instagram or YouTube and search something completely different, yeah. and then watch a couple of videos because I'm like. I'm done with these like specific situations. Yes. Like, like, you know, if I Google one makeup like video, yeah. they're going to start pushing that. And it's like, okay, so you have like a memory of like, I don't know what, who, who has a bad memory? I don't know me, <laughs> but like basically the algorithms are really simple right now, at least yeah. they, they don't have good memories. So if you don't like what you're being suggested, <laughs> just type in what you want to be suggested and it'll do that for you. Yeah, from now on. That's true. So I, I'll do that. It's like, if you know, like on Instagram, if you, go and look at a model's photo and then it's going to like suggest all these other models and then you're going to feel horrible about yourself. <laughs> okay, then find someone who's body positive, go to their um, you know, profile and even engage with them. If you engage with people, the algorithm's like, oh wow, like you really like this person and then it'll start suggesting that. So to me, it's like Netflix is the same. So when I was watching Indian matchmaking, it suggested all these like, you know, Indian movies, Indian shows. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that. But after a while, I was like, okay, I need something else. Yep. So then it's like, I'll like search or watch something creepy and then we'll start 
filtering that in. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> but it, it does do that, but it's also very simple at this point. Right. Like it doesn't have a good memory of what you've seen. Yeah. This, I feel like you're, you're helping me optimize how I get, unless you ask to the top of the charts. <laughs> it's like, I, yeah. I just got to help have people. Kyle little, literally commented on a post of mine today. Like I'm engaging, mm-hmm. like check this algorithm yeah. out. Which I appreciate. No, I know. I I, I was gonna <laughs> do that literally right after this because exactly like as long like these so like my current day job is like working in like AI kind of like I don't do anything with it but I yeah like I find out about a lot of research and it's like yes it's kind of a beautiful time where it's like you can the AI is gonna suggest things that you're interested in which I personally like to me it's like awesome you're gonna filter all my suggestions and think about me as a consumer that doesn't creep me out like that's just like what i want (laughs) and i i can understand that people are like no i want to be open-minded i want to know a lot of things and it's like cool like like i don't know at this point i know what i like right and if i don't like it i'll just search something else and you will get confused and then you'll filter that but i love like the ai's like being like okay these are three other things that this is like yeah so to me it's like I can see how it's a curse, but to me, it's mostly a blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the the privacy concerns are like, well, like, is it? It's probably okay that Netflix knows that I'm into this. Like, <laughs> right. Like the, of all the things for them to right. know about me, like my my movie taste is like kind of a public domain for me at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but it's interesting, like, because you know, it's it's not when they are gen- like um, pulling your like movie taste. It's when they're gonna start being like suggesting things for you to purchase like for example like if net so if netflix decided they don't want to do the subscription model they want to get into advertising kind of like facebook right yeah so then they're going to get stalkery about it and yeah like, okay you need to read this book because clearly you're lonely this week or yeah. you need to like you just watched like a food network thing like let's suggest these places around your area it's like yeah if Netflix gets into advertising is when we're all going to be in trouble yeah because they will point. know like exactly what we're thinking like like these these systems are going to get more sophisticated yeah. right like they may be able to tell like okay you're having a rough week or you broke up with someone or you're looking to buy a house or yeah you feel like shopping today right like to me right now we're in a sweet spot where they're like pretty much like a friend that's like hey you like that you might like this yeah <laughs> but they're gonna get more intelligent and more aggressive so yeah that's, that's interesting that, yeah. that's a really good point um do you have uh, any other Netflix suggestions before we move on to our final segment? I guess I would say if you haven't seen Never Have I Ever by Andy yes. Kaling. I love Never yes. Have I Ever. That one, that's the yeah. only thing that you suggest so far that I have seen, and I agree. <laughs> You've seen Indian Matchmaking, which is I have what seen I was, Indian yeah, Matchmaking. Yeah. Yes, yes. Those two I, I suggest because I'm like, representation, man. I yeah. didn't <laughs> think I was going to get these two. And it's also kind of how Netflix has like, it went from like, all these cable like um abc shows or whatever about these very like americanized poc and white people mm-hmm. right and then you netflix just kind of revved it up in the last couple of years yeah. all of a sudden it's like whoa like <laughs> you're too accurate like <laughs> like let's reel back a little like never have i ever was so relatable to me i'm like yes i felt like such a freaking dork and like my like classmates didn't get me because like my parents were weird mm. so like all their weirdness transferred to me <laughs> so um in utah i imagine especially like it's it was hard 
Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. You could, just the most basic racist questions you can think of. Yeah. It's like every single day in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. It's a, uh, I, I don't, you should just watch it with, I, I just take our word for it. You don't need to explain too much. It, it's, it's yeah. funny. It's like, it made me cry. It was all, it was Aww. all there. <laughs> yeah. At least I sobbed. We watched that one, uh, like distance style. Like we were mm-hmm. not together, but we still both cried. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I did cried. I know, I think I know where, where you cried yeah, at, definitely. which we won't mention because everyone should watch it. Yeah. But yeah, I cried too. And I was like, wow, like it was tough. Because yeah. it's so funny and lighthearted for the most right, part, right. but then it really knows how to like shift gears and get you into it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Awesome. So you've you've really done our listeners a great service by providing them these uh, <laughs> series of suggestions. Everyone could use some Netflix suggestions right now. So um, this is yeah. This is why you don't ask anybody who's like a writer what they <laughs> what they recommend because they absolutely have a gigantic. That's list good. That's perfect. This is why you ask. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is great. You can just point people to this episode if they ask instead of uh, having to right. type it all out every time. Oh, I've discussed that. <laughs> yeah. Also, here's, here's helping Kevin out with that. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, okay, so for my final segment, what I wanted to do, now that we have all this context about what's mm-hmm. on Netflix, I was mm-hmm. going to uh, play a game of Netflix or Kevflix. And basically <laughs> what I've done is I've researched some of the most niche, uh, random titles on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I've also made up some of my own. And okay. your goal is to try to guess if this is a real thing on Netflix that you could go watch or if it's mm-hmm. some garbage that I made up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to read the, the title. About Netflix is that your garbage that you made up could yeah, be on Yeah, that's Netflix. true. I should have checked. That's a good point. I should have checked that these aren't real titles. I don't think they are. Um, I, I don't know anything about the real ones besides like just mm-hmm. looking at the thumbnail. So if you if you want to ask like okay. a short synopsis, I can give you what I think oh. it's about, but I don't really honestly know <laughs> for most of okay. these. All right, are All you right. are you ready? I am ready. Okay. The first one is called it's a the title is My Life as a Zucchini. <laughs> Netflix or Kevflix? What? What would my life as a zucchini be about? That's like a good a, question. <laughs> A farmer's market? <laughs> I don't know. Could, if that was a real title, what would that be about? My life as a zucchini. <laughs> it's a good. Uh, yeah, this is an important question. I I can tell you what I think it's like about based farm on farm to table. My my made up. So, what I think it's about is it's like uh similar. Do you know what Veggie Tales is? Yes, I do. It, I think it's like a a weird offshoot of Veggie Tales. So do you think that's the real thing or do you think I made this up? So this is like, yeah, a kid's, a kid's show would make maybe more sense. My life is because kids will believe anything. Yeah. So, I, yeah, sure. This is real. It is real. I've seen this show. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix. Congrats. You nailed I, it. I'm happy for the kids. I need to look this up. I'll do it later. I'll yeah, do it we'll later. Yeah, we'll watch them all later. All right. The next no. uh, show is called The Big Flower Fight. Netflix or Kevflix? <laughs> Big flower fight. Yeah, no Googling. This is about the hippies in the 60s. <laughs> you, yeah, you're, I love how, how good at guessing this you are. Uh, I can tell you what I think it's about from, from a, my brief view, if it's helpful. It's so, big flower, yes. So I think, oh, no, this is about wedding, wedding flower people competing for clients. Um, 
that's yeah so based based on my <laughs> my brief look at it it i think it's kind of like the great british baking show but for like bouquet arranging okay this is this needs to be a show this, <laughs> i would watch the show so this is a show yep it is a show yes. <laughs> congrats <laughs> Uh, you're doing great two for two <laughs> all right the next one is the title is jerome versus the giant lobster mm. netflix or mm. kevflix mm. Mm. jerome versus the giant lobster <laughs> you know what i don't even need a synopsis, a synopsis. <laughs> i would here's what i would say is you would hope they would come up with maybe a better descriptor than giant lobster. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Am I am I gonna regret saying this? I don't think this is a real show. It's not. It's a Kevflix. Yeah. You smelled that one from a mile away. <laughs> I was gonna say. I'm like giant lobster. Give me something more. Oh man, yeah. I maybe that one was too far fetched. I was gonna say if you had asked me like what it's about, I was gonna say like similar to Deadliest Catch, like on Discovery Channel. <laughs> but uh-huh. but you're right. That was BS. Oh, like he's going one. around catching all these giant lobsters. Uh, yeah. It's like it's like this guy's dream to catch the big one. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, you're doing great so far. <laughs> so three for three. Number four. Don't fuck with cats. Hunt colon. Hunt. Yeah, this is real because I saw it. The internet was going fucking crazy because like the internet is just cat people oh like rule. The the hierarchy of the internet goes the cat people are at the top and yeah, you don't fuck with them. If you oh fuck with God. them, there will be consequences and documentaries. Yeah. Yes. So can you explain what this is about since you, it sounds like you've seen it? I, I knew there was going to be one in here that you had seen. So, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is about somebody doing bad, like, bad stuff to cats and putting videos up, oh. and then cat people track this person down. That that sounds right. I I know it's a documentary, and it's about like people, cat people on the internet. But I I that's as far as I got. Yeah, I think it's like them tracking someone down who, and this is why I didn't watch it because like, animals in bad situations yeah. would stress me out. Of course. It took me a long time to watch Tiger King because. I started it when the hype was like crazy about yeah, it. Yeah. And then I saw the tigers in the cages <laughs> in the in like somebody's fucking like van in hot ass Florida and I was like crying. I was literally like yeah. how, like I'm like how could you possibly think this animal is like okay? Yeah. And how can you look into their beautiful eyes and think like I'm going to just make this this yeah. animal miserable. Ugh. <laughs> Garbage. So sad. Yeah. But, yeah. but great, yeah. good job. You're four for four. This, we're gonna try to make it five for five. This is the final okay. one. The last. Okay, okay. Maybe the hardest. A lot one. of pressure. Yeah. Uh, the last one. The title is Umami Daddy. Do you know what umami is? First of all, the flavor. Yes, the flavor. I feel like this is just an old like Twitter t- like name for you. What? <laughs> this is this, like, are you just like oh throwing this God. out as a possible like? <laughs> persona you're gonna have on the internet not only are you not interested in even like hearing what the synopsis is but you're you're fully like from a hundred yards away calling that this is something that i made up as like a fake persona on the internet like on twitter my reddit username is umami daddy yes wait is is it is that true no (laughs) well well first of all what's your 
I, it's not my username for anything, but but do you okay. think it's real or not? Clearly you don't, but <laughs> walk me through your mm. reasoning. <laughs> but the thing is, I could see a Guy Fieri type being like, I'm the umami daddy and I'm going to go through <laughs> Asia or whatever and taste all the things. Yeah, but very popular. I, I hope, let's say, I will say I hope it's not so that you can make hats like merch that say umami daddy because absolutely I would buy that hat. Wow. That, I would buy two because Kyle needs one. You're too. a marketing this is, genius. This is like, this is going great. My podcast is I really, skyrocket. really hope. Yeah, I really hope this isn't one because now like that's what your merch should be. So that's what I'm going to do. Yes, get. it is a Kevflix. I made that up. You got Yay! five for five. I can't believe it. You crushed it. Kev, we, like now it's like we just got to upload 10 episodes and then the merch line can come out. <laughs> like this is too good. You have to trademark oh, Umami Daddy. <laughs> I, you I don't absolutely know if that's have real, to. That may be someone's actual username. We'll look into it. But, but great job. I can't believe it. As long as they didn't trademark You absolutely it, crushed it. Um, Thank you. I got to make these games harder, I guess, because I, the other games in the past episodes, people have also done very well. <laughs> But it's good for their self-esteem. Like, That's uh, true, me, yeah. Like, if this was extremely hard, you could see me going from enthusiastic to, okay, what's the, what's the next one? This is unfair. Like, you, yeah. know, like, you don't want them to have a sour mood that's after a while. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. And, yeah. and it's really for the people at home to guess for themselves. So you're the, you're the Netflix yeah. expert. You crushed it, so it makes sense. They're, they're, yes, they can yes, do yes. their best later. All right. I'm just, I'm glad Umami Daddy isn't taking it. <laughs> Yeah, we, we need to like. We'll make that we'll happen. see what happens. Yeah, we got some time before this comes out. We can we can claim some domain. Yeah. Uh, all right, um, that's it. So you made it to the end. What? Uh, is there anything that you would like to promote before we uh, we say goodbye? I guess I'll just promote myself because Please. I'm headed towards I'm headed towards so many great things. It's like just follow me on social media. I guess. Yeah. Like, um, Do it. My hand. My handle is Sweat of Love. Mm-hmm like sweat as in perspiration yes. of love um, because I just like talk and do stuff, talk about and do things that I really enjoy in life and believe that's what life is about. Yeah. And you can work really hard in life and you can put in a lot of sweat as long as it's for something you love. Yes. So yes. Follow Fatima. That's, we all, will... that's all I want to promote. Great. We'll put your, yeah. uh, your, your deets in the episode notes great um Thanks. thank you so much Fatima. i learned yeah. a lot about netflix we have some awesome recommendations i feel like things are great looking good for our listeners yeah. <laughs> looking good for that's great thank you yes. so much for inviting me oh, and my like pleasure. literally nobody else wants to hear me talk oh, no. about netflix for 45 minutes so i really appreciate it uh, i literally wanted to be on my soapbox the people do netflix. yeah no you, it was great yeah. <laughs> all right great. i will talk to yeah. you later <laughs> bye Hello, dear listener. You made it to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to my guest, Fatima, for dispensing so much Netflix wisdom. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you want to support the uh, Umami Daddy being on a t-shirt, you can email all your inquiries to unlessyapod at gmail.com. That's unlessyapod at gmail.com. Thank you to Bread People Productions for producing this episode. You can follow Bread People Productions at breadpeopleproductions.com. Okay, you made it to the end, and for my nobody asked this week, my first screen name was Churro Chomper on 
AOL Instant Messenger.